Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mama's Pearls. I am your hostess, Cynthia, and here at Mama's Pearls, we like to take the most beautiful pieces of life and string them together. We invite you to stop, feel, think, and see where you might need to readjust or transmute the energy in your own life. We're drawing upon family wisdom, generational wisdom, as well as the beautiful pearls that are out there all around us every single day. So last week on Mama's Pearls, we were talking to Natalie Ann Berthold, who is an energy in, energy and intuitive healer, and she does this work called the Family Constellation Therapy. The show last week was The Family Pact, and the pearl of, the, of last week was Rearranging the Circle, and I highly suggest that everybody go and listen to the show. It was such a beautiful space that we were holding, and as you talk about this work, it's really respectful of your family dynamics and the um, intergenerational, uh, I want to say, shtick that gets passed down and can, can kind of float around. And Natalie's work is really about letting people know that that energy, if something goes awful in a family, for example, if there's a crisis or something and you know, that energy needs to be acknowledged and accepted and kind of dealt with. Otherwise, it's going to come up in a different format in a different person, whether it's, you know, you or your child or your grandchild. So this work is really about just creating a healing circle for the tribe that is with that is our family. And when we have these unhealthy attachments, it also kind of, or unhealthy dynamics, it kind of puts everything back into its natural perfect order. If some characteristics were being, unhealthy characteristics were being um, developed in an unbalanced relationship between the father and his son, for example, where the father was putting too much responsibility on the son, it takes that and kind of puts the responsibility back on the father because that's where it's long. Now, after we've kind of done and done clearing that space and keeping that circle moving, the most beautiful things that we can ever remember and ever and ever feel is really the love that we have within our family. And that love is just something that's so pure, it can't be it can't be duplicated or copied anywhere else. And that's why this week's show is Love Child and it's a perfect string for us to remember our most beautiful gifts, which are children. And the pearl of this week is children are love. Now, what, after you've done that unclearing, you can kind of create this new, healthy, clear space to really see the true authenticity of those feelings and of that love with your family. When it's healthy and vibrant and strong, that love permeates and expands and it really is 
infectious and contagious among not only you and your family, but everyone who comes into contact with the family. Have you ever gone out and seen a family that's together and their eyes are rolling and they're not connected and they're not engaging and, you know, and you just want to be like, where is the love? So what are the things that we can do to bring back the love, to really see love as the root core central connector of starting with our family unit? So there's no better person for us to talk to about this than my dear friend who I've now known I don't know, for about seven years, we met kind of serendipitously at a Learning Annex lecture when she was talking about the success that she had with her first children's book, which is I Love You More, which became on, which she originally self-published and then kind of became a runaway success, mostly because she kind of worked her butt off to get the to get the book out there, and I'd love to have her back just to talk talk about that sense about being a women entrepreneur. But once that book took off, it really did expand the message of love and her whole brand and and really being an ambassador for helping families and schools to have a conversation of love. She is now out with her second book, which is You Are a Gift to the World and the World is a Gift to You. And I am just so thrilled to be welcoming for the first time on Mama's Pearls, Miss Laura Duxa. Laura, are you with us? I am Cynthia. It's great to be here. Hi. Hi. Ah, it's it's amazing. I'm I'm just I've been I think I've been asking you since the beginning. You're like, no, I really want to come on and make it special when when my book comes out, and you know. But I, I really just do want to share again because I, I know I've explained this to you a bunch of times. But your first book, I love you more. It it, it really just changed and transmuted the energy between my son and I. And I think the first the first time I bought it, and I've already bought like a couple of versions of the book, because when you introduce these books to, before you had your board book, to like a six-month-old, which I think is about the time when I bought it with my son, you know, he was chewing on it and <laughs> and all that kind of thing. So I, I've I bought probably like three copies of just that book alone. And we read that pretty much nightly. And we still say it to each other where he'll be like, I love you, Mommy, and I'll be like, I love you more. So thank you just for for that book and bringing that conversation into our lives because it really is just a magical experience to kind of see different ways that you can express love with your children. It's definitely a gift. I feel very blessed to have been the one to deliver this message into into this the homes of so many people and it's it's touched so many people in that way and, and of all different ages. You know, I've heard the the young mom stories, but I've also heard the ones that have given it to their their teenage daughters and sons and then the sons that have given it to their moms and then the people that have given it given it also to their aging moms. Um and it's just really it's incredibly special. What what was the I mean I I know the backstory but can you just share the backstory again of how I love you more kind of formed yeah. because you were not a writer by trade no I'm gonna share two little pearls here and the first being that when I was young probably seven or eight years old I remember learning in Sunday school two things one that we were all brothers and sisters and two because of that we were all deserving of love. You could decide whether you liked someone or not, but, like, love was a given. 
And I really got at that age, like th- those two things spoke to my heart, and I got that that was not how the world was living. And I somehow felt like I was going to travel the world, meet my brothers and sisters, and share that message of love. Fast forward, like 20 years, I went through um, having a condition called alopecia areata, where all my hair fell out when I was 11. It definitely helped me expand who I knew myself to be around love for myself and others. And then found myself, after graduating from college, I was bartending in Miami, and one night I was praying for my sister. She was a younger mother than she expected to be, and she was now married and pregnant with her second child. And I actually remember a day when I was witnessing my young nephew, who was probably about two at the time, listen to his parents fighting, and it broke my heart. And I think, I don't know if that wasn't when the, I think the seed was planted when I was young, and then that had, maybe that's when it burst through the the ground. Um but one night I was praying for my sister and my nephew, and a voice clearly answered me and said, your sister's fine, pray for your nephew. And as I prayed for him, the whole idea for I love you more really flooded my being. It was definitely the experience of divine inspiration. <laughs> I love it. I love it because it really is such a beautiful gift for you to give to your nephew as well as every other parent. And it's taken on, taking you on such an amazing journey because, you know, you're not just somebody who's selling your book, but you really go out there and into schools and are a speaker bringing these messages around anyone who's interested in bringing Laura to your school, you can go on www.lauraduxta.com, and it's D-U-K-S-T-A.com. So tell me now about the birth of your second baby, which is which is your gift. Somebody at my publishing house once told me, they're not your children. I was like, oh, yes, they are. It's similar to that experience for me, and I don't have children of my own, so you know they don't fuss, they don't. But there's there there are still a large responsibility. Um, When I was signing, I love you more, and I personalized so many copies, and that connection is. I think that that connection is what I've always wanted, and even from that idea when I was young that we're all brothers and sisters. So when I have the opportunity to sign books for people, you know, and I've signed lots of them for for moms and dads, but a lot for grandparents to give to their grandchildren. I would write a message, you know, dear Cynthia, you are a magnificent gift to your family and the world. Always know how truly loved you are. And I knew I wanted to take right. that well, message. Well, actually, actually, mine for I love you more, I'll read it because I'm holding it in my hand. Yep. Dear Colby and Casey, who are my kids, you are both magnificent gifts to your family and the world. Always know how truly loved you both are. Keep shining, Laura Duxa, and this is December ninth, two thousand and eight. Awesome, yeah, I love and, it. Well, yeah, and I would say that you probably had a copy even sooner than that, but that's uh, oh, yeah, that this was, was probably this was one the of the uh, one. The one, one that got them. chewed up. This is the second one. Yeah. I have no idea yeah. where the one that got chewed up was. <laughs> yeah. But you know, and that message really, and I and I loved writing that message. And I heard from so many moms and grandparents that they appreciated that message almost as much as the message in the book. But I always felt too right. that I was writing that message just as much as as with the book, just as much for the parents the grandparents, the teachers, and anybody else who was reading it as much as I was writing it for the children. 
And I, I wanted to make right. that message into a book, and that was how you are a gift to the world and the world is a gift to you came about, that we'd really have a way to share with our children that they are indeed the best, biggest, and brightest gifts of all. And also to create that sense of connection and partnership with the planet that we live on, that we're all brothers and sisters and the home that we live in is our planet Earth for right now. Mm-hmm. And you and you also have that image. Okay, I just want to back up because I want to take people like through the experience of reading one of Laura's books because it it really takes you into a whole new conversation with with your children. I mean, there are plenty of books out there that have beautiful lessons and tell wonderful stories about you know families and this and that. But Laura's book, you know, I love you more is basically a mother and a son, and you are a gift to the world is between a father and a daughter. And I actually just realized when I was looking at it again yesterday that it's a different father and daughter on the front and in the back because Laura's books are flip books. So they start um, on on either ends and kind of meet in the middle. And, you know, just how that is set up and is told just kind of invites you into this world and in this beautiful relationship. And she she asks questions and, and states things in the books that, that you're not finding in other children's books. And, you know, I would classify this as, as one of the most, you know, spiritual books out there. And one of the passages, if you don't mind me reading one of the passages from your guest. Is that okay? Of course. Okay, so you see the world itself is a big gift, full of miracles just like you and me. There is so much to discover, to learn, to do, and to see. That passage itself can transmute whatever conversation and experience that you're having with your children into a whole other level, and it kind of drops a whole new perspective, a whole new set of eyes, and just really is such a conversation starter. And like every single page in your books is a different conversation starter, you know, about nature, about relationships, about love, about the family connection and relationship to animal creatures, to you know, their brothers and sisters to the sky. And that, to me, is so, so precious to keep us all connected because the interwoven common thread throughout all of this and all that we're doing here in bringing families into this world and, you know, and changing diapers and with the earth and our resources is because of love. And for me, that is like the most, powerful, powerful part of an experience of your box. You're awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it really is a gift. <laughs> and, you know, you shared a little bit about how they're flip books, so they start from both sides and read to the middle. And, you know, I, I would love to say that I did any of this on purpose, but it was also divinely guided. Um, and it really, the, the flip format really creates a conversation of love an exchange between the parent and child, between creator and child. And it's it's not just one person telling their story or their side. A, a young mother recently right. pointed out to me that, you know, a mom is always saying, I love you, I love you, I love you to their child. Right. But it, 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 right. there's a certain age that a child gets to that they get, that the parent wants to hear that response. And, you know, they want to hear, I love you you know, more, or I love you too in response, or right. I love you, period. Um, and 
but a child isn't like you know born saying that. So even when you read "I love you more" to your infant or young child, and they're not reading it, you know themselves, you're still getting that exchange. You're hearing, you know, yourself say it or the mom say it, and then you're hearing the child say it. And I think that we we all need that, no matter what our age is and, you know, what the relationship is that we're sharing. And um, I love you more, certainly, and I'm sure you are a gift as well. It can be read from a mother and child, you know, grandparent and child, right. between any loved ones, but also one of right. my most spectacular ways to read that book is between creator and child. So if we got that that's how loved we were, you know, deeper than the deepest fish ever swam, prettier than the prettiest mm-hmm. flower ever found, that's a whole other mm-hmm. conversation for us all to have. Well, here here's the other part that I think is interesting about just the whole conversation with love and saying I love you, where saying I love you kind of becomes routine. Mm-hmm. For family, I mean, don't get me wrong, the first unprompted I love you that I got from both of my children completely melted me, but the over the boom was like the best <laughs> moment that I've had. You know, just, I love you, Ma. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing like hearing your child say, I love you. But you get to a certain point, and it's like, you know, when you're hanging up the phone, and you're like, oh, I love you. You know what I mean? It becomes a little routine. So what are the other ways that you kind of look to express that love for your child, it's like, okay, I love you, but, you know, soon I could see children being like, why? And I uh-huh. think, you know, you give a lot of a lot of, um, a lot lot of, of material for families to go deeper into exploring that love connection with their children. And I, lo- I love just expanding the conversation. And, you know, and I think too often we assume that our our children know we love them. I think that that's another thing that ends up happening when they get to be mm-hmm. a certain age. Of course my kids know that I love them. And you know, and, and you do say right. I love you when they hang up the phone or when they go out the door. But how can we, you know, create and generate and have that conversation be prevalent and even just fun? I I, I was like, doesn't I was thinking about this getting onto the call today and I was thinking, well doesn't everybody love games? But then I remember that my cousin called me Laura Milton Bradley Duck stuff for a while. <laughs> like, I love games, but and, and kids love games. Right. And when you're in the car right. and you create a game around, you know, naming different things from nature that start with all the different letters of the alphabet, or you know, playing your own "I love you more" game of "I love you more than all the sand on the beach" and "I love you more than all the stars in the sky." There's nothing better too than um, asking a child to use their imagination and then to hear the the crazy, silly, fun things that they'll come up with. And you know, what, and when we focus our attention or put our direct our thoughts to what we want them to be on, the conversation of love, what we what we cherish and adore, and you know, like about one another, then we attract more of that, and our life is filled with beauty and love and a newness rather than other things that we might not want. I love that. And 
and I remember hearing a little bit more about your game because we I featured Laura in um, in one of the monthly articles that I do for Your Bella Life, which is Nitika Chopra's online magazine, and that particular article is called Rediscover the Gift of Gratitude Within Your Family. And you know, I think it, I think it's hard for people to kind of think and come up with ways where, okay, what can I do with my children and what kind of games can I play? And I want it to be inspirational, but, you know, I'm not really sure how to go about starting something like that. And you really just threw out so many wonderful suggestions for parents, and one of them was doing a your gift game, which stating how much you and your children are gifts to each other and that you're gifts to the world. And also what I loved is that you were saying that and also have them understand how the world is in turn a gift to you. So how would somebody, you know, I get the I love you more more game. I love you more than all the leaves on the tree. But how would you start really showing to somebody, like, how have you been a gift to somebody today? You know, what kind of other questions can parents play with their kids like that? Well, one of the uh, you know one of the ways that I thought that it would be neat because I know that you're up there in New York is you know in, inside of getting connected to nature. You know, what are the different ways? Right. What's the what's the most beautiful thing that you saw today? Or I wonder if you took a walk even through the city and looked for every color that you could find or a- anything that was beautiful. It's, Gray, totally gray, gray, black, you know, gray. Like, can we find something purple? Can you find something? You know, like a, you know, and they'll, and they'll find whatever they find. They'll find a, a window in a building. Um, you know, and, and during the summer, I think so many times we're taking car rides, and so you you won't and you won't always see things, but you can spy with your imaginary eye something that is blue and be thinking of the ocean or the sky, something that's green and be thinking of the leaves or the grass. And and I love that. I really love uh, using a child's imagination. But then there's also, you know, the little opportunities to put a little note card in their lunch boxes that say, you know, your smile lights up my life or your voice sings a sweet song. Uh, when When mm-hmm. children get a little bit older, you can always play the game of going back and forth naming songs that have love in them. You know, love will find a way right. and love is all we need. And it's just um, you know, or singing those songs in the car. So right, and if you're and if you're stumped, if you're stumped, you can always you know pull out a passage from Laura's book. <laughs> just, you can do just that. Drop that. You know, you're gonna say you can always pull out your phone. card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, and that's a good idea, thing, actually. Yeah. Right? One of the things that you've been, maybe you should make those like little That's stickies for lunchbox stickies for, for parents to buy to just stick that in with, the, you know, and sign their name. Um, or just write it, love mom um, or love dad or whatever. So one of the other things that you've been doing, which I love following and seeing what you, you know, what you come up with is that you know, what you're grateful for that you have your journal on Facebook, your gratitude journal. It's one of the best exercises I've taken on in, in, in all my life. I just, I love it. And I think, you know, people talk about how um, important gratitude is or what, I, and, and really love and appreciation are two of the greatest attractor factors or two of the greatest gifts that we can bestow on our children. And people talk about 
keeping a gratitude journal. I think it's really important to find a way that it works for you. And I love Facebook because it's so social. I feel so connected to my brothers and sisters because I see their smiling faces, even even if they're not there. Um, And somebody recommended keeping a gratitude journal of finding something that you're grateful for every day for 365 days and posting a picture. It's just such a neat way. You know, what I found is throughout the day I'm, thinking of, you know, oh, well, this is what I'm going to use, this is what I'm going to use. And then at one point it was like, well, you know, there's there's too many things today. And then I said, well, wait a second, Laura, you know, be grateful that there's so many things to be grateful for today. And, of course, what we think about and think about, we bring about. And so if we're always looking for things to be grateful for, and there's another great game to play with your children, what are you thankful for today? And it, kids' imaginations are just so spectacular. You know, you'll just get into uh, so many neat things. So that's the what I've been doing since January is posting something um, on Facebook every day for what I'm grateful for, and it's just been that's, uh, that's an awesome been, uh, game. Yeah, that's been really awesome to follow, and and I know you also encourage people to start, um, you know, to start their own gratitude journals and call it like I am a gift journal, and I think that's a, a great way to kind of start it too because. You know, with my children, I could see them starting, like, with, you know, with their favorite food or bubbles, but then really getting into more, like, their laughter and their smile and experience. So I think it's a really beautiful thing for parents and children to do together. You know, I am a gift. I am grateful for. And you can almost label it like an exchange of, um, you know, what you're grateful for in your child and what the child is grateful for in you and just in life in general. I think that's amazing. So you can you can add that to your merchandising. There we go. <laughs> you and, you know, children, our children will take our lead. And one of the, you know, reasons that I also wrote you are a gift and somebody brought up the idea of entitlement. And I was like, you know, I think when we're, flooding our children with gifts of, you know, cell phones and video games and things like that, you know, we want to be sure that they realize that those are those material things, though they're nice to receive, they're not the best and biggest gift right. of all. And so if we're if right. we're you know, showing them and sharing with them that the best and biggest gifts are all of all are the you know, the the time that we spend with our family, the the beauty that we find in nature, they'll follow our lead, and that's you know a responsibility I feel like we that we have to our children in the world that we live in. I think that's so true. And when I was thinking about today's show as well as you know what is a conversation of love um, really look at in its most expansive way, the measure that I got was that um, love is really the only language that children are fluent in. And I feel like everything else is uh, is unnatural to them and unnatural to us as we kind of grow up and almost out of that space of love. I love that. Yep. Children are born ambassadors of love. And then, right, exactly. And they get away from exactly. that. So we have, you know, and then more to learn from them and to stay connected there. And well, that's one thing about you know just the experience with, with my children and having children has kind of brought me back to that very innocent, pure place. Not all the time. <laughs> Not all the time, but when I get to that point, like, you know, I, like everybody else, I get to the point when I'm ready to snap at my kids, I had enough, 
you know, life gets too hard. I want to throw up my hands. I'm rolling my eyes. I'm all frustrated. And, you know, coming back to that place, you know, taking a breather, taking taking a walk or whatever, or just taking, um, you know, taking two minutes to myself is like the greatest gift that I can do as a mom to then re-enter their world and not bring my, you know, my craziness into the, into that space because love really is the only language that, that they understand. And like Natalie said last week, like our children just want to be loved. They just want to be, you know, loyal and just please their parents. And they do that through a consistent, consistent abundance of love. I love um, in one course that I took, they shared, never be stingy with your acknowledgement. And I think, you know, if we shared with our children, like, I want to thank you, you know, and, and even when they can't, you, you understand the words that we're saying. It's all energy anyways. So as soon as they arrive, you know, it's like, thank you for reconnecting me to this space of, of joy and that I didn't, you know, that I've forgotten existed. And I, I know that that's what my nieces and nephews do for me. And I know, too, that they can push me to the edge sometimes, but that's, you know, it's the, the beauty of that that play and that imagination and just that them falling asleep on you and their connection of their breath. And it is, it's a, an incredible experience of love. It's I feel incredible. like I'm going to get thrown it's off any second now. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and just thank you, Laura, for the work that you've done for these two beautiful books, which are, are such precious gifts to the world. And I really, I really encourage people to be such Indian givers with the, with the books as far as keeping that exchange and that once you get into the conversation with love, definitely share it and pass it on and expect and, and be open to receiving that love and that gratitude and that beautiful gift in return. So thank you, thank you, thank you again. Thank you for sharing this, this time with us here on the Mama's Pearls radio show. And I'm already kind of getting antsy for your third book. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> so am I. Um, but thank you so much for having me. It's, it's such a gift to have connected with you. And um, I, I treasure the gift that our friendship is and everything that you bring into the world. Mm, it's good. I, I love you so much. Thank you so much. Again, everybody who's interested in learning more about Laura, her message, and, and both of the books, you can go on to her website at www.lauraduxta.com, and that's D-U-K-S-T-A.com. She is on Twitter at Laura Duxta, as well as on Facebook. Follow her. You'll love you'll love her gratitude journal. It's amazing. And everyone, just again, you know, I'm Cynthia. This is Mama Pearls, and take this as a huge reminder to enjoy your children and your family. Say a big fat I love you, and remember that you are all gifts to the beautiful circle that is your family. And that conversation of love should be a part of every single moment within your family. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you again, Laura. You're welcome. I love you. Love Bye. you. I love you more. <laughs> I love you more. <laughs> I love you more. I love you. I love you. <laughs> you know, she's not getting the last word. I love you more. 
And you can always email me at CynthiaMamasPearls.com. You can follow me on Twitter at SynTweet. You can check out the blogs at www.MamasPearls.com and any of the past shows here at Mamas Pearls on www.BlogTalkRadio.com slash Mamas Pearls. And we've also started doing video logs. So check us out, be in touch, and again, have a beautiful, beautiful week. Thank you.